Hello and welcome to Thanks, I Love It, which is a podcast where we talk about the things that we love. Um, and hopefully we will be uh, introducing our guest very shortly. who will be talking about something that they love. Um, this is episode two. Well done, us. Difficult second album. Yeah, jolly yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Nancy and that's Hugh. You can hear agreeing with me. Yeah, always agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent work. I'm a good producer. Very good producer. <laughs> and we're just delighted that anybody listened to it the first time around. You know, when you're setting up an Instagram page for a podcast, it does uh, does make you think, should I just chop my hands off at this mm. point? Like, this isn't yeah. this isn't a thing. That's the point of no return, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's been really lovely to have people say, oh, you too, you silly, you silly idiots. What are you doing? Um, but in a really nice way. Yeah, I'll, so, t- I'll take silly idiot as a, as a compliment in that, oh, in yes. that context. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, with your, producer, bleh, with your production knowledge, Hugh, and uh, my talent for badgering people on social media. It's, uh, we're a good team. We'll yep. be all right. Yep. Anyway, um, so the only other important thing to you know say before we get on with this is that one of those people who uh, I badgered on Twitter this week was author CJ Scoos, who I was bigging up last week. Um, so in our ending recommendations bit of the pod... I was recommending my latest series of Lady Serial Killer books that I've been enjoying a lot. And uh, CJ wrote those. And in reference to me tagging her in a tweet, the hero that she is managed to... Um, <laughs> it was great. She tweeted us um, because I tagged her in and she said, exact quote, <laughs> on account of knowing that the episode had football in it because there was a little picture yeah. showing that there was football in it. <clears throat> CJ... Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> CJ said, how much football chat do I need to listen to before I get a mention? <laughs> Asking for a me, dot, dot, dot. And then the gif that is attached is Audrey Hepburn lowering her elegant sunglasses down to the tip of her nose saying, I'm listening. Another one, yep, oh, yep. Oh, just, this woman's perfect, man. Well, I've got nothing to say to that other than, oh, did you listen? <laughs> um, but um, it's kind of better if she didn't, because now I can just imagine that she did and that she liked it. Yeah, yeah. That's all That's all that sort of train of thought. That's as far as that train of thought needs to go. Yeah. And actually, much like uh, how you and me, Hugh, we both love cats. Who told you? Okay. <laughs> well, we both love cats. And a great thing about cats is... They're aloof. They're haughty. They know exactly what they want. And they also couldn't be bothered with you. Um, They might give you love and affection, but they might not. And they're independent. They're the centre of their very own cat universe. And I feel like a bit of benign indifference from a very cool author of a book about lady serial Mm. killers with an excellent sense of humour. Are you saying same energy? Same energy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And because I'm a cat person, I'm like, yes, give it yeah, to me. <laughs> yeah, you're addicted to that kind of aloof sort yeah. of I don't want hint to... of attention. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know whether CJ listened or not. I love it. No, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, well, that's that's that bit of business out of the way. Mm. Um, Shall we uh, venture onto a social media platform now, Hugh? Are we going to go onto tweets? We're going to go onto tweets. Jingle.
tweet. So, Hugh, you're aware of my deep, abiding, guilty love for the programme on TV called Law and Order SVU. Special. Come, come. <laughs> Special Victims Unit. I am aware. It is the most soapy of all um, crime shows that there is. Mm -hmm. It has the most fixed formula. It has the most, I would say, pleasingly melodramatic kind of story arcs and framing. Um, Law and Order Criminal Intent can go do one. It's too melodramatic. Oh, okay, right. And I, didn't, I hadn't even heard of that. It one. takes itself seriously. Like, oh, no, why? No, 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 anyway, no, 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 no. Um, and Law and Order SVU can at the same time take itself seriously because it's a show about sexual assault and all sorts of horrible crimes. Well, the most heinous crimes, as the title card mm. says, and it's about you know uh, crime fighting detectives who are you know, not fired in spite of their very obvious shortcomings yeah. in terms of... Every episode I've watched with you, they just seem very bad at their jobs. Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. My point is, I am fully prepared to do more of a deep dive into this terrible programme that I watch and really enjoy. At another point, the tweet I'm trying to reference is um, something that cropped up. I think I've seen it a long time ago. Um, but I think that um, it's something that has just started doing the rounds again. It is a short clip from an episode that I have indeed watched. It's a video. with uh, It's by a lady called uh, Forens, F-O-U-R-E-N-S. We will link it. Saying, nah, what the hell is Elliot Stabler doing double-cheeked up like this? Hashtag Law and Order SVU. And... <laughs> Eight, eight sobbing emoji faces, <laughs> sobbing, crying. And um, it's not even like a clip from, uh, <laughs> it's not even the direct clip. It's someone filming it on their phone. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which adds to the charm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great quality, steady hand. Thank you, tweeter. Um, and <laughs> before I explain what the video is, I'm going to have to explain who Elliot Stabler is. Mm, mm. So he is one of the detectives in this team of, in this special team within the NYPD mm, who mm. tackle the most heinous crimes against women, children, victims of, you know, really serious crime. And Elliot Stabler used to be in the Marines. He's got the kind of like, um, you know, haircut that suggests that. He's a Catholic guy. He's got maybe uh, four to six kids at any one time. And don't we just know it? He talks about them a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, all of this. And... He is good with a one-liner, good with a witty one-liner. There is also, to give you an idea of what this guy's like at his job, a lot of beating people up. And indeed, there is a separate but related video that Hugh has seen. Yes, yes. Which is just a supercut of all the times that Elliot Stabler beats someone up or Mm. says the worst things to them. A nice little old man walking down the road away from the courthouse. Elliot Stabler comes up and goes, I'm going to make you eat your toes or something like that. Um, Or something far less polite. It's set to some great music as well, isn't it? um, Is it like the Curb Your Enthusiasm music? No, but it's like a piece of classical music that ramps up and... It gets quicker and quicker, doesn't it? I can't yeah. remember which one. It's truly brilliant because all these moments are out of context. And yes. It makes it very hard to take the show seriously. Because even yeah, if like a character really deserves everything yeah, that's coming to and them, and they often do, you don't you don't get that from these <laughs> out of context clips where he's just telling a man like an old man with like tubes up his nose. He's yeah, know, clearly he's got, he's very oxygen. unwell, <laughs> and like <laughs> he's like, I hope you die a painful death. Yes, that was it. Fantastic <laughs> guy, stand up. 
sit down. Stand up. Stand up. Sit down. Sit down. Now, who controls who? He's played by Chris Maloney, Christopher Maloney, isn't he? Oh, Elliot Saber, yes, yes. absolutely. Who is a comic genius as well as um, a titan of the crime procedural. How he does those two things, I don't know. I I don't think, I think the line between the two is very (laughs) blurred. So, at this point, I should probably describe this video. Mm -hmm. Okay, so... You know how um, <laughs> I think on The Simpsons, Springfield just seems to have a lot of geographical features and local amenities that you're like, why would why would a town this size have those? Oh, yeah. It's got like a marina. It's got yeah. tar pits. It's yeah. got um, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're here at some sort of marina, which is purportedly in New York. Um <laughs> Or maybe New Upstate Jersey. Upstate somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. There is water. And um, Elliot Stabler. So this is from a season where he was still on the show. Spoiler, he left. Um, (laughs) The way he left the show was so funny. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you need to do a deep dive on this show. Anyway, okay, yes, I will pause it there. So uh, Elliot Stabler and his fellow detective, (laughs) Mariska Hargitay, who plays uh, Olivia Benson. Mm. uh, Detective Olivia Benson is so iconic that Taylor Swift named one of her cats after her. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not know that. I'm getting there with this story. I'm really getting there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. going to be the longest tweet ever. Um, and um, they are chasing down a suspect. And they're in, you know, some sort of very jeopardy-laden situation because they're either searching for a missing person or they're searching for evidence. And so the clip is so short, it's only a few seconds long. They're just chasing somebody down the marina. You don't even see them. So they're on the boardwalk. Run, run, run. Action, action, action. Cheap um, kind of studio uh, made music on like, you know, uh, the dodgiest kind of electronic music creation system ever playing in the background to inspire attention. It's always just like, yeah, a cheap sounding strings patch and some piano and maybe a few other elements and it's always it, yeah it yeah. tells you how to feel Hugh and it's constant the yeah. music like <laughs> speaking as someone who is well you know a musician oh are you oh, yeah. mm. um like the music bed in episodes of SVU it just kind of like really gets to me sometimes because it's just like it's oh, it's constant yeah it's constant that, and bad that that note that they're just holding there. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's loud and wrong. Yeah, it's, it's loud. Yeah, it's loud. <laughs> Everything about it. So yeah. I'm not turning the sound up on this, you know, for mm. to preserve the quality of this audio recording. But <laughs> they're running, running, running. They're chasing this suspect, and they jump onto a, a small a small boat, which is called something like Honeydew or something weird. People name boats all sorts of things, and. We don't even see the suspect. We just see Stabler holding a man who is in the water, holding his head under the water, like, (laughs) you know, um, you can imagine the kind of determined detective face that he was doing. But what the person who has tweeted this video is referencing (laughs) when she says double cheeked is that he has an ass that looks like it's two basketballs inside a pair of trousers and when he bends down to you know uh abuse this this potential suspect's civil rights by shoving his head underwater nearly killing him um (laughs) it's like he's doing some sort of dance move out of an eric prids video you know that cool meme where they're all in leotards and it's just bums (laughs) 
Um, so it's his yeah. Nicki Minaj moment. It has to be. Oh, he he is <laughs> Nicki Minaj wishes. Yeah, um, <laughs> because this isn't the only time that this this um, double basketball ass has turned up. There are a series of photos that yeah. I believe you've seen, Hugh. From, I, have. From, I have. From the set of SVU. Not even anything dodgy. No. Not even one of his personal photos on Twitter where he's wearing a kilt looking sassy. You know, just pictures from the set. But he's proud of his body. And what's what's wrong with being and proud of your body? <laughs> he, does, he does a lot of lunges while wearing yeah. a three-piece suit. It's pretty yeah. funny. Anyway, yeah. so that is an excellent tweet. I am going to make sure that uh, it is available to anyone who wants to look at it within both the show notes. And on social media. Hmm. Um, what what a time to be alive. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, you know, maybe we've peaked already. Yeah. I think, I think civilization proof. did peak and now we're here. Although... We peaked at Maloney's buns. <laughs> being proudly shown off yeah. for, the, for the world yeah. in an episode of a very bad TV show. Yeah. Um, but yes, we are Chris Maloney's bum stands. Um, are we? Both yeah. of us? Okay, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to two guests on this podcast who I'm I'm delighted to have. Friends of the podcast slash, you know, blood relation. Whatever. <laughs> um, we've got Lucy and Tom and Lucy is my sister. So hi, Lou. You're at. Yeah, she's I waving. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh. Uh, and um, and Tom, who is your boyfriend. Hello. And to kind of set the scene a wee bit, um, where are you guys today? We're in York. You're in York. North Yorkshire. Yeah, Yorkshire. Oh, it's where you live, right? Yes. Jolly good. We are following uh, the uh, government guidelines, and we're yeah. in our house. Yeah. <laughs> in your place where you live. And we're recording this in sort of like the early evening of a Sunday night. And uh, in fact, the clock now says 6.37pm in London Standard Time. And you two have already eaten your dinner, which I find quite perturbing, um, which is something that you just do. You eat dinner at like four minutes past five most days, right? No, we don't. It's about... Half five. Come on, let's not let's not let's not exaggerate too much. Um, hey, it's something to do. I'm not going to. It's something it's to do. Dinners. That's the way it is. <laughs> and we're we're slightly more night owls here, so mm. you know we are hoping the cat isn't eating our dinner downstairs right now because <laughs> oh. we left it out. So oh, to no. be We've continued. Pudding already. I feel like that's the main benefit of having Jesus early dinner. God. Is okay. You can enjoy the main meal. Yes. Put a cup of tea on. Yes. And have your pudding before seven o'clock's even rolled around. So if you fancy something else later, yeah, you've got room for it. That's how it's going to go. I'm afraid. I'm. I can't encounter that 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 double dessert situation, or indeed double dinner. What is it that you guys have come on to talk to us about? Well, we we, we had a discussion about the the title earlier, and mm. Tom didn't agree. But I feel like we can sum it up in three words, which is just our bird family. Um, I think your Tom bird family to, to call it something else. It feels oh. like the Partridge family kind of a vibe. No, no. Or Elaborate. Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be like a nice podcast. Like, so, so your bird family? Question it's definitely mark? intriguing. I think that's that's a good title. Okay. Yeah. Well, go on. Go on. What is something that you've been enjoying this bird family situation? Tell me more. Well, well we, we moved to York 
uh, during a global pandemic. So we didn't really manage to get out much when I, when I moved from Liverpool to York about how many, six months ago. Yeah, but at the beginning, when the um, uh, um, garden centres and everything were open, we managed to get to a garden centre, which was very exciting. Yeah. We bought some lovely plants. Very oh. nice plants. Very middle class, very nice plants. Which, explain which ones. No one will know what we got. We got some nice herbage, didn't we? We got some lemon thyme, which Ooh. was lovely. Not just your basic normal thyme. No, not just no. your basic thyme. No, no, no. No, 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 um, no, no. Yeah, some uh, lemon thyme, some lavender. It was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so we did that. We put it on our little balcony because we live in a little council flat with a, yep. with a nice balcony. So, um, and... We're on the second floor. I feel like floor. that's useful yeah, yeah, context. But by a big tree. All... Yeah. Oh. And we picture. also bought a bird table. Sweet. Yeah. And I'll leave Lucy <laughs> to carry on. <laughs> I feel like there's, there's, some, there's some insights into our relationship from the actual day of purchase as well. So um, we, we have a lovely car that we use that's um, been lent to us by a member of Tom's family very generously. Mm-hmm. It's a nice mum Volvo, you know, lots of space. Yes. And we had to fold down the seats to get this enormous bird table in. <laughs> And a lot of people in the garden centre car park were watching us. And we tried a few different ways. Um, I think uh, it's all right if I swear. Can I, can I just tell it how it is? My ass was hanging out the back of this car. Tom, Tom was like leaning in, using his whole body weight to try and shove it in. We did eventually get it in without damaging the table or the car. So but how big is it? Is it like taller than Tom, who is a tall, tall Welshman? No. It's, no. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moderate size bird table. Okay. There's also a guy actually. So, so two up, uh, two down bird table. Tom, the guy who sells the decorative bird tables. Which road is that on? What? What? Bishop I want to give road. him a plug. No, no. There's, on one of the routes out of York, um, there's a guy who pulls up in a layby and he makes. No, it was in Pembrokeshire. No, no, there's one here too. Oh. He makes like decorative bird tables. He sits out in the sun and sells yeah. them to whoever wants to stop in the layby. Oh my word! That sounds... might be a really dodgy front, actually. Yeah. Else, now but... that you're saying there's one in Pembrokeshire as well, I'm like, oh, well, like, there's like what's, a, um, yeah, what's the real a, a, a trade? Pembrokeshire... I think it's probably most of like the south. He's, he's got a big bus and uh, he's <laughs> like a big hippie. Bird he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a hippie and he it's like does a big like wood. Van, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, like a bit like a, it looks like a big horse box, oh. like kind of truck thing. And he drives around doing wood carving and turning and all that. Oh. So he comes out to the various laybys around. You know, he just travels around. I think. Oh, that's um, very old fashioned and charming. That's like um, yeah, you know, like a charming. tinker or like um, you know, yeah, the person like that, who, yeah, who yeah. comes but, from town to town bringing buttons yeah. and. All yeah. sorts of goodies, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Wow, how historic. So in Historic York, you now have a <laughs> two up, two down bird table. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And With all your mod this cons. Is, yeah. <laughs> all mod cons. This has enriched yeah. your lives to such an extent well, that you want to talk to us about it, right? Well, well, firstly, it didn't enrich our lives. It really did We bought this bird table and we were very excited about this bird table and we bought all the accoutrements. We, oh. we bought all the, the, the bird hanging stuff and the, and the bird, bird hanging seed stuff. And please, please refresh. Not, not the hanging, you know, like hanging baskets and, oh, okay. and whatnot to put Feed fat it. balls in and stuff. Oh. And then nothing happened. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. So we had about five months of the six months we've lived here with no birds at Sad all. little fat ball. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So we had to work out what was going on. And then we discovered that the lady downstairs in the opposite garden mm-hmm. has a bird table as well with thousands of birds. <gasps> They're all there. Yeah. Oh, They're wow. less than 100 metres away. They're like 30 metres away. So why yeah. would they fly up to you guys when they could be living the life of Riley down there? That's true. And lots wow. of ground cover. 
Lots she's a nice lady down as well. Yeah, she's a lovely lady. You know, yeah. We don't hate her, but it, it is it's a rival. a bit galling. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so this bird witch has got all of your birds, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And you want to get a piece of that that um, avian action. Yeah. What so, do you do? So, but we think what happens with birds, right? You see, we think is the. <laughs> the, the bird table takes a while to season. You have to wait for this bird Lucy, table to stop Lucy smelling now like lost a factory. The, so Lucy's now lost that. the power of speech, Tom. She's, <laughs> yeah. she, can't, she can't cope anymore. So, so once, the, once, once the bird table had got seasoned and, and, and lost its human smell, oh, we got okay. our first bird, which was a little blue tit, I think, wasn't it? Oh. Was it a blue tit? God, I didn't think I was around when this happened. Well, yeah, I woke up one morning, I was having a cup of coffee, and a little blue tit flew from the tree opposite onto the bird table and it was like the first blue tit that ever there was wasn't it, it was... i was asleep i don't know what's that music that's about springtime you know the one that's like doo, the doo, 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 doo. Right should spring. know yeah. the right of spring is a bit too uh, Bombastic. aggressive okay uh, good uh there's plenty of bits of classical music that about yeah. birds. sorry it's not my yeah. area of expertise vivaldi or something i don't know yeah. oh yeah no it's the vivaldi yeah, 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 yeah that's the one yeah there we are so it was like that and then there was this bird on the bird table so lucy you're not sure about this bird you never saw Saw this bird arrive at mm. all mm. Tom's like Lucy Lucy wake up it's Christmas morning there's a bird outside basically kind yeah. of you know vibes um, and did that start a snowball effect were there many more birds turning up yes well are you, do you want to go tell, tell them about the wood pigeons this was a whole other <laughs> the wood pigeons are the main event I feel like that's that's what we came here to talk to you about today you <laughs> wanted to talk to me <laughs> about pigeons okay cool you know I live in London right yeah we've got yeah. them yes. here too guys <laughs> But these are, these are yeah, wood pigeons, so they're slightly wood. more sophisticated than, than London pigeons, No, I think pigeons, they're right? thicker, yeah. aren't they? They're thicker. Yeah, they're a bit thicker, actually. <laughs> Lucy, tell I me mean, more. Less, less streetwise. <laughs> I mean, they definitely don't contribute to the £1,000 per calendar month rent that we pay, so yeah. right. they're not really, you know, showing their... Coming over here. <laughs> Eating your fat balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Lucy, this next bit of the story... Is there a hostile takeover by some fat pigeons then? Well, interestingly enough, in the time between us... <laughs> faster lose the word interesting. <laughs> no, no, no. Right, so in between the time when we agreed we were going to talk to you guys about this and mm-hmm. the time we recorded it, um, there's actually been some new pigeons that are not wood pigeons, they're just pigeons. Oh. Um, so there are, there are different birds. <laughs> <laughs> so have you not so like is this as good as if you'd got lots of cute little um english countryside birds landing on the table or like we've never seen are a you black disappointed bird. no that would be nice okay no. but you're just plagued by giant pigeons right we're play- we're, yeah so basically the ecosystem the development of the pigeon was that the two wood pigeons would sit on the table all day for like four or five hours a day eating every little bit of seed that they could possibly do and literally sit on the bird table and not allow any of the the little birds to come on. But now the generic wood pigeons have gazumped the (laughs) wood pigeons and now they sit on the bird table all day and and, and actually have like mini fights over the the right to the bird table. So it's like the Hunger Games. And Lucy, (laughs) you're, you're working from home at the minute and your desk is like at eye level with this bird table, right? Yeah, so uh, t- Tom gets like a diagonal view, I'd like to yeah. describe it, because you're next door. Um, and then my my monitor is right right in front of the bird table. Um, so I actually, <laughs> I actually uh, had to excuse myself from a quite serious work call that I was on with a colleague, because um, one of the pigeons flew directly into the window. Oh, no. And went, <laughs> oh! 
Were you were you like staring at the window and then this pigeon was getting closer to your nose and you were like, oh, oh dear God. Or was it just a completely unprompted crash bang and then you went, ah, and leapt out of your seat and off the Zoom call or what? Like, I, 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 I knew what had happened. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it, was, it was quite clear that Sounds we were like getting egged did. again, like a mischief night when we got eggs. Oh, um, but was it trauma flashbacks to when the local yeah. threw <laughs> eggs at your flat as well? Or, or did oh, you man. did you think for a second it was recriminations from the neighbour who's you know like had a monopoly mm. yeah. on birds, mm. and now she's like, right, I've I've found where all my birds are going. I need to get them back, and you know, like this is payback time. Well, she's I want my no, birds no, no, back. Hugh, you've you've missed the point. She's got it even better. She's got all the tiny, cute birds downstairs. Yeah. She has. She's got some very nice gold, gold finches are a common feature in her. Really? Her, yeah, How do lovely. you know? Have you got a telescope? Well, we actually bought a pair of binoculars <laughs> oh, so we can look at her birds. I mean, I bought the binoculars. I would like to clarify, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've got a disclosure and barring certificate that says that I don't do anything improper, okay? Right. I don't think it would be appropriate for me to start telling yeah. people I bought binoculars because I didn't. We, yeah. she did we never point the binoculars at other people's windows. It's more just the birds. Yeah. It's just bird envy. <laughs> you could you could very conceivably argue in a court of law that you're just yeah. bird watching. You, well, everyone does. That's what they all say. And I'd also like to mention that Tom's family kindly gifted us some books about identifying birds. Oh, yeah. And you're like, pigeon. Yeah, pigeon. Yeah, pigeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a very well thumbed page. Peas. The page for peas is uh, pretty. It's a little sticky note. Yeah. The the bird watching has sort of extended further because obviously when we are allowed to not be in lockdown mm. and we can go travelling around the beautiful bit of Yorkshire which we've managed to live in, which is really nice, um, and we've seen other birds out and about. So there is the binoculars are used for other than, other than, other things than staring into our neighbours' <laughs> gardens. <laughs> Cut that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, well, yeah, what kind of birds have you seen out and about? What's better than a pigeon? I mean, what more could you want? It's got to be the owl. We saw <gasps> an owl. You saw an owl? Aye. Aye. Where was it? It was uh, <laughs> It was just above a place, a little place called Rosedale Abbey, which is oh. uh, in, just in the middle of the North York Moors. And we were driving, we stopped on a very cold day and had a walk around the moors a little bit and then we were You know how to oh, show a girl a good time, Tom. I mean. don't, don't tell me. Yeah, definitely. We had a shoot <laughs> picnic, didn't we? I've always proved trousers on. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. You've changed, and, Lucy. Uh, <laughs> there was a beautiful uh, barn owl swooping over oh. a field and the sun was just going down and it was very nice, wasn't it? Oh, it was well, great. I shouldn't be teasing you because basically like my... I've had to... Um, bring some light and joy to my Twitter feed. So I now follow, there's a guy on Twitter called Carl Bovis who just posts really good pictures of birds. Really good, like top tier, you know, birds having a fight, this, that and the other. And I've followed either an account or a hashtag, which is just birds in Central Park. People go mad for it up there. It's To say it's a subculture is, is in, insufficient. The Central Park stuff is like mad because there are birds that migrate and come through every year that people are like waiting for. And there are pictures of people gathered in sub-zero temperatures, giant coats and hats, all looking at an owl in a tree, like six feet up in the air from where they are. And there's like 50 people standing around watching it. And you're just like, you're going to scare the owl. Guys, I think, I think yeah, I think you take it too far, <coughs> but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just it's just nice to see birds, isn't it? I'd Remember? also like to plug uh, Skomer Island Twitter <gasps> feed yeah. uh, because we learned today, which is what the seventh of March, 
The puffins are coming! All oh, the puffins Three are back! Three have been spotted on their way, so that's good news. Where's Skoma? So Skoma Island is a, a little island in Pembrokeshire, which is where I'm from. And it is a nature reserve. I mean, all of Pembrokeshire Coast is a national park, but mm. uh, Scoma specifically is a nature reserve because of the way that the currents move around the island. Oh, they yeah. isolate the island from the mainland and stop uh, vermin from being <gasps> rats and things, basically, just oh. being able to sl- swim across. And it means that um, nesting birds are able to um, to nest on the island, basically. So you get Manx waters, which are... Uh, well, nesting birds, but they live out at sea for 90% of their lives and then they come and nest on the island and dig burrows. And then you get puffins, which also dig burrows. And I would say my extensive bird watching experience, as we've seen, you know, pigeons and, and owls and, and various other things, I would say a puffin is probably a number one bird to spot. I think if you've got a chance to go see a puffin, you will not regret it. Mm. They really don't give a heck about, uh, you know, humans in their environment either, which is amazing. Like yeah. the rules are you basically just have to keep always on the paths to keep their burrows safe from, you know, you don't want to you know, tread on someone's burrow. That's just awful. Um, but if, as long as you follow the rules, you can still get to like within like maybe 50 centimetres of a lovely puffin family. Don't you get your nose too there. close to a puffin. It's got a wee small beak, but it looks very sharp, very mm. sharp. Mm. Yeah. But they're, they're um, yeah, they're the most, they're so comical. Aren't they? They, they, they walk, but they walk into their burrows like humans. So they're, they're like upright and they <laughs> and just they walk go, in and like duck their heads and they even go in. It's very, it's very <laughs> cute. A bit like Tom's favourite all time gif, which is, what? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. There's a what, what, there's a gift which is like a little penguin. See, I'm not up with technology. I in case anyone's been been missed, <laughs> in case anyone's been misled by this um, <laughs> middle aged rant about birds. I'm not really a mean person. <laughs> but what is your favourite gift, Tom? Now we've got so a the name. gift is so when you're travelling and you're running late and you're on mm. your way home. Mm. You, there's a little penguin with a with a top hat carrying a briefcase and he runs along and he's like running up and down. That's my favourite gif. That is is it a real penguin or a cartoon penguin? I think it's a I think it's a CGI penguin. Yeah. Oh. I think it's it looks like a real penguin, but I'd imagine it's been It's like a floofy little young one. Well, we'll send you we'll send it. Yeah, we'll send it to yeah. you. Thank I you. Think <laughs> I might have seen the one you mean before and I think it might have had like extra bits added to mm. like real yeah, yeah, yeah. of a penguin yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 I mean that top hat does doesn't just wear itself, you know. No, it's got to no. be added in post, I assume. Oh, that's very sweet. Um, well, yeah, I mean, this is like an extended version of the conversation that me and Lucy quite frequently will independently have with our dad, who will just text, because he's got an old flip phone, he'll text either one of us or, or our both. other sister. <laughs> Same message. Yeah, and it'll be, saw owl. Real swoopy, full stop. <laughs> or, you know, um, <laughs> for a few years he's been saying, you know, um, that owl really works hard. You have no idea. <laughs> he is out there flogging it day and night. Well, no, night. Um, <laughs> oh, well, this has been delightful. And yeah. we've even managed to recommend each other some other things, which kind of segues us nicely into our final section of the podcast. Well, Lucy and Tom, thank you so much for being our very first guests. Bye. It's been great. So as we head towards the end of this episode, 
I would love to make some recommendations. And I think I've got quite quite a detailed one. <laughs> okay, yeah, go for it. It's a long and winding road. Um, and Hugh, I think you had potentially something you wanted to recommend. Yep, and I've um, I've got it up on my phone now, just so I'm not just you know just riffing it. Oh, great! Yeah. So we're all ready. <laughs> I'm I'm professional. Oh, are you? Okay. All right. So what I would love to recommend is linked to this first film that I want to talk about. So this week. Myself and Hugh watched a film called Moxie, which is on Netflix, and it has come out just this week on Wednesday as we record. And it is one that caught my eye because it had a trailer that made great use of one of the most famous lady punk songs, um, Rebel Girl, which is by Bikini Kill. And they are a fun band that I really like and um, remember with great nostalgia. Uh, from my teen years, not from the 90s, because that was not when I was a teenager. In the film Moxie, you are kind of slapped in the face with Riot Girl imagery and Bikini Kill music mm. and Kathleen Hanna, who's the singer of Bikini Kill. And it's really awesome that this got made because it's a film for teens. For all that I can see, it's not intended to be something that adults are that worried about. They can watch it and enjoy it, but it's aimed at young people. Yes. And it's super, super current and informed by what's going on in the world right now, it feels like. You can kind of look at this film and you can look at it and tick off the little issues as they are discussed and, and brought up. If you want to watch it like that, you can. Um, but I think my advice would be don't do that. Just enjoy it. Just watch it. Um, so it is a film about a lead character called Vivian who starts to see her school, her high school. She's uh, middle of high school, I'd say, not, not at the end or anything. And Vivian sees her school and the world around her in a completely new way when a new student arrives. This student is called Lucy who's, you know, very cool. She hasn't got any friends yet, but she's incredibly cool. And she lives on her own terms to such an extent that when uh, another high school boy, you know, physically intimidates her, touches her, this kind of thing. Captain of the football team as well. Uh, Always, yeah. Played by Patrick Schwarzenegger. Mm. He's, he plays that role very well. Anyway, yeah. Um, she says when that happens, when she is intimidated or someone tries to intimidate her physically, she says don't touch me. And she's just very firm and very straightforward and mm. very sure of herself. Doesn't qualify anything. Just oh, God, literally no. just goes, don't no. touch me. And it's, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a joy to see anyway. That's refreshing, yeah. So our, our lead character, Viv, uh, gets, you know, into some real interesting territory here. There is a secret fanzine that she makes, mm. hence the title Moxie. The fanzine is called Moxie after something stupid that the head, head teacher says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they're all like, what even is this? What? Mm. This head teacher. She's so out of touch. Mm. Um, and it is a fun kind of romp since then. Um, and the reason I'm mentioning this is because I want to recommend you another film um, linked to this one. Yeah. Because this film isn't perfect. Um, and when I Googled it uh, just now to just double check some character names, because I was quite sleepy when I watched it, um, two newspaper reviews came up. And um, I think <laughs> these two reviews sum up sort of the discussions that have been had about it and also my feelings about mm, it. Mm. So The Telegraph. I only saw the... Uh, I only saw the headlines on these. The Telegraph's Robbie Collin, who is a jovial Scottish man who writes for The Telegraph. He, um, the headline is, the only joke here is Polar's idea of inclusivity. And 
Amy Poehler being uh, a star of this film. She's mm. she's the mum in this film mm. um, with her own history of activism and Riot Girl and punk fun. Um, so, um, yeah, that's quite a biting tone. Don't know whether Robbie wrote that himself. Most people don't write their own headlines because, you know, that's right, not how yes. newspapers work. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's someone whose opinion I respect because he always has something interesting to say. But, you know, this is quite Telegraph, isn't it? Um, and... I did go and read this review <laughs> because for some reason the paywall was down. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um, and it said, it referred to recent films that it thinks are better than this. It said, recently there have been loads of films that are great for teenagers, especially teenage girls, that have been super high quality, fabulous stuff. And he references some like Booksmart and, you know, other stuff that I'm sure we'd we'd agree with. But he also references 2009's Whip It, which I love. We've watched that. Yeah. It's a film about a roller skating derby in Texas. Also a very flawed film. I can't remember all the ways it's flawed, so let's not get into that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, he... it's, a, it's an ambitious film, though. And it was Drew Barrymore's oh, it's, uh, uh, own directorial project. debut, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like, you know, female empowerment, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, roller yeah. skating, boys, all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So 2009, not exactly recent, mm. and also 2004's Mean Girls, which J- Amy Poehler was also in. And they reference in this film, which really, oh, I just, yeah. I just, as soon as they, <laughs> one of the mentions like dressing up a, as a Mean Girls character. Yeah, uh, for, at like, Halloween or at something. Halloween. <laughs> and then I, re- I remembered like after a couple of seconds, like Amy Poehler's in that film, but she's in this film. So what universe is this film in? Hugh then... was also sleepy when we watched yeah, this yeah. film. Okay. I mean, so... it's, it's kind of a throwaway comment that I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, some some crappy website would call it. An I hope Easter somebody egg. got. I hope somebody got fired for that blunder. Is all I'm going. <laughs> okay. So so that's one approach to it. This is an approach that not just Robbie Collier in the Telegraph, but also Peter Bradshaw in the Guardian. <laughs> all right, calm down. Sorry. Um, they both think that you know this is a bit too much of a ladled on with a trowel approach to talking about you know important issues for young people such as feminism and you know um, sexual assault all sorts of things. But the Financial Times, the FT, get in. The FT reviewed it. The FT reviewed it, and I have not read this yet, but okay. I like the headline better. It says a coming of age movie for those who are coming of age, and they couldn't be more right. I think. In, well, that sentence is... That's a very Purd Hapley sort of <laughs> headline. Uh... Purd Hapley being one of the best characters on Parks yeah. and Recreation. This coming-of-age story is about people coming into their age. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's my point, is yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. for people who are yeah. teenagers now or preteens who yeah. want to see a film that's about people who roughly look their age, because yeah. Lord knows on Riverdale they do not look like teenagers. Um <laughs> That guy with the orange hair, he's like 40 or something? Uh, I don't know. Um, you've seen, I've not seen any Riverdale actively, oh. but you, you watched a bit of it oh, a few years ago. Bad, yeah. Bad. yeah, it's bad. It's, it's bad. bad. Um, but not even in a good way. But in this film, the teenagers look more like teenagers and they are dealing with imperfect situations and difficult stuff that would be more realistically likely to happen in mm. a teenager's life. So I think, yeah. Not the not the best recommend, and indeed that is my preamble to the recommend because I am breaking barriers, yeah, yeah. I'm breaking timelines, and making this podcast too long. So I want to recommend off the back of that uh, a 2013 documentary called The Punk Singer. 
which is a, uh, a documentary all about Kathleen Hanna, who is that lead singer of Bikini Kill, um, which was a feminist punk band on the label uh, Kill Rock Stars, which was an indie label that one of my favourite bands, Slater Kinney, were signed to for a while. Um, so you would uh, <laughs> do some mail order for, you know, a cool little T-shirt or a CD and feel very cool as a 15-year-old. Mm. Um, I give full credit to my friend Katie Hare for getting me into music that wasn't Craig David, because Craig's fine. But, you know, when we were teenagers, it was good to also have some contrast. Um, That's quite the contrast. Yes, it is. Um, And on a random note, Katie's just very cool. And she would doodle um, little cartoons for me when we were in uh, GCSE history. Mm. And these little cartoons would most often be, well, she's a very gifted artist, but she, she was, you know, able to you know dumb down for me here <laughs> she she did lots of doodles of steven tyler for me <laughs> um he was the lead singer of aerosmith uh this was in year 10 when i liked aerosmith too much you had a uh, brief but uh very intense dalliance with with aerosmith with with uh glam rock cock rock whatever you want to call it here <laughs> it's not good Anyway, so thanks, Katie. <laughs> she put me back on the straight and narrow with uh, a bit of Bikini Kill and definitely say to Kinney. So this band were a mostly female band formed in Washington. And the thing that really made me feel joyful when I was watching Moxie was that at various points, you know, when the characters in it are learning about you know, activism, feminism, and the specific kind of Pacific Northwest version of that, you know, which was the riot girl movement um, or scene, I guess, um, which was about putting women first. And it was when um, there was, you know, a music performance in Moxie and someone yelled, girls to the front. And I was like, Uh... yes, it's beautiful. So beautiful. Because um, in the punk movement and, well, I mean, you could apply this to lots of, um, lots of communities like there's actually more harassment and more intimidation and messing about than you know this countercultural cool looking environment would have you think yeah um so at lots of punk shows there were lots of people getting assaulted and harassed and you know all this sort of thing and um kathleen's got lots of wonderful things to say and lots of very interesting points of view and when you listen to their music it is not straightforward you are taken on the journey and I think it's a really good thing to, if even if you don't want to buy a Bikini Kill CD, you don't have to. Um, if you can, I would suggest renting this documentary, The Punk Singer, on YouTube in the UK at least. I think you can rent it in fancy HD for like under £5. So I would very much suggest that you take a look at that because it gives a lot more of a, a rounded idea of what the music scene and what the activism uh, at that time was than than Moxie, sadly. Moxie has its purposes, but if you want to learn a bit more about Riot Girl and uh, some excellent music, go for it. Great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, Hugh, you have very little time now to tell us yeah. about something you want to recommend to people. I mean, I'll keep mine short, and it's just another film. Oh. Um, and maybe... Are yeah. you copying me? Well, no, I just this, this popped into my head because of what um, something I was reading earlier. And it was a film we saw a couple of weeks ago, um, which uh, maybe not necessarily aimed at our age bracket, <laughs> uh, but it's worth watching. Oh, for anybody. For I think anybody. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So um, you might be aware of, a, um, of an animated series called Teen Titans. Um, Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and they're all like these sort of teen superheroes. The main one being Robin out of Robin and Batman. Mm. And like other ones. He's got like a squeaky preteen voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've got a a film from 2018 called Teen Titans Go to the Movies. And it is. Wild. It's wild. It's incredible. It's kind of, yeah, it's meant for kids because there's fart jokes and stuff like that in it. Oh, lots of that. But there are periods where it's just like the, the humour just gets, uh, just like for a beat, just gets really dark. And you go like, where did that come from? Uh, and, <laughs> and it includes like, you know, grown up superheroes like Batman yeah, and like yeah, Aquaman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it takes as many shots at that as it possibly can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in a way that is different to how the Lego movie took those shots, I would say. Yes. Although, yeah, I'd say... If if you enjoyed the Lego movie, you definitely enjoy this. There, there's that definite sort of like multiple levels of humour and stuff like that. <laughs> and this film also has. Well, it has a cameo from <laughs> uh, from Michael Bolton, who is, you know, of the uh, sort of, um, what would you call him? Easy listening sort of uh, fame. But for, you know, more recently made famous because of... Uh, the Lonely to, Island. The Lonely Island, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like since then has just like taken on a whole new lease of life he can really laugh at himself that guy he really can mm. uh, also side side note mm. I would recommend the uh, the uh, Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special that's on <laughs> I think it was on Netflix it's buried it? on Netflix it's it came out a few years ago but very you have odd. to search for it now very very odd um, <laughs> lots of meta humour but yeah he has a short cameo as a singing tiger and no the spoilers, Hugh. Yeah, I won't give anything away, but the song <laughs> slaps. He sings a song, yeah. He sings a song. He sings an important kids' film-related song, which is like powering the plot along nicely. And it's it's a it's a parody of like an eighties sort of like pop, pop song, pop bounce. It's got a sax solo. It's got you know like Whitney Houston, "I Want to Dance with Somebody" sort of style synth bass in it. It's got oh. all all the all the notes in it. We've gone too far, Hugh. We're getting yeah. into musical analysis. I know. Here. I know. Well, I'm I'm just I'm, that. I'll leave it there. I'll leave okay, it there. Okay. But yeah, and and it's great. And uh, <laughs> it's a really funny evening. Yeah, like I'm, we all need a funny evening. Yeah. Don't challenge yourself. Stop watching Breaking Bad again for the sixth yeah. time. Like But his his cameo appearances, uh, <laughs> without giving anything away, is abruptly cut short. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it's too <laughs> good. That that really stuck with me, the way the way that they use that. And yeah. Um Go watch it. It's on Netflix. It is on Netflix, yes. Great film. Great recommendation, Hugh. Mine was like, let's all sit and listen to Nancy while we all learn something about something that she likes. Um, which, th- yeah, it's going to happen sometimes, guys. Um, and Hugh, what a pure, pure burst of joy that film recommendation was from you. Well done. Oh, it's, it's very... Um... What? <laughs> what? Like yours was the very grown up option and mine, <laughs> mine was very much just like, oh, this is just silly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Both my recommendations were fun. Yeah. You just have to want to, you know... Think a tiny, a tiny smidge. A tiny, oh no, no, no a yeah, tiny yeah, yeah, smidge. yeah, yeah, yeah. Teen no. Titans, not so much. No, no, you can just totally <laughs> switch your brain off and just like, yeah, go with the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's us done. Yeah. We'll uh, hopefully speak to you again soon. All right then, that's bye from us. Oh, he's not going to say bye. Oh, bye, bye, Rude. bye. <laughs> Jesus. All right, bye. you have been listening to thanks i love it you can find us at i love it pod on twitter and instagram hugh foster has produced and edited this episode original music also by hugh foster you can find him at hughfoster.co.uk or at hugh foster on twitter he spells his name hugh with a w h u w because he's welsh 
I'm Nancy, and you can find me on Twitter at Need for Cheese. Tom, what, what would you like to recommend for wrapping gifts? Oh, we've had we one year I couldn't find any sellotape, so I used Pritch Stick. How'd that go for you? It worked really well. It really did work well. And, Lu- and Lucy got so annoyed at me doing it. And, and now I only exclusively use Pritch Stick because it, it actually works quite well. But also it's you know, my little act of rebellion. <laughs> Surely, well, assuming we're all using recyclable paper here. Pe- <clears throat> assuming we're all using recyclable paper, paper here. Paper. Oh my God, I can't talk. Right, let's all go. Like, when, it's got, when it's got the tape stuck to it, that's going to be harder to recycle, isn't it? It sure yeah. is. But Pritch Stick... Maybe better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, should we wrap it up? Oh! <laughs> no, don't dab. He's dabbing. Stop it. Don't encourage him. Oh, my God. Do you have to marry your mother-in-law. <laughs> Look. You have no, no good, good cat ideas. ideas. No. Um, Tom is the Paul. only... <laughs> Paul. I have seen the sketch. <laughs> Tom is the only one who does not like I think you should leave, which is amazing. (laughs) I'll just explain for the benefit of everybody else. I think you should leave is an excellent comedy sketch show on Netflix, which is exactly mine and my sister's sense of humour in a nutshell. And Tom doesn't get it. Yeah. Maybe he never will. Maybe he never will. But maybe we'll just keep quoting it. Sorry. (laughs) A little bit of Lexus. (laughs) We can quote that whenever we want. Um, All right, guys, we'll we'll wrap up here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And then pausey the recording. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can stop the recording now. That's a technical term.